Welcome back to the Too Much Dip Podcast. My name is Dave. I'm going to host today. Joining me in studio, as always, it is none other than Dylan Chivery. It took me a minute, man. I didn't recognize you. Yeah. Look, I got a fresh face. Got a full tum-tum. I got a Lucy in the upper lip. Can't lose. I'm ready to podcast at a high level today. Sounds like you're ready to rock. It's man. also content week. Well, it's a big week for all of us, yeah. really. Which is uh, basically that's just a week where we produce content. Yes, but we celebrate it. Uh, but we're the only ones who have the guts to put a name on it. That's right. Here's a guy with some guts. Used to call himself the Gut Crusher. Never understood what that meant. I think he just was a global guts participant. It's KJ. What? Did you not participate in Global Guts? Uh, big fan. Huge fan. Um, yeah. <laughs> I should be a professional and able to handle things like that, but I have to admit that I was busy uh, confirming that there was no problematic uh, problematic tie-in to me saying that Dylan looks like a young Mario Van Peebles who in my mind is a strikingly good looking man. And I knew like Dylan would then go look up Mario Van Peebles. Mario New Jack City and other things, other movies fame. Oh. But I didn't want the first thing that pop up to be like something problematic and there's nothing. Uh, the jawline on this fella is uh, quite impressive. So thank you for that. Oh yeah. Uh, not oh, Caucasian, yeah. Very, uh, which is interesting. I will say that maybe uh, one of his most well-known movies it would be very unfortunate to watch here in this month of november so i would just stay clear of uh, his 1991 seminal hit new jack city ah it is no jack november correct okay it all ties in kj what got something to say the old calendar i mean i think you can jack i just think you just have to edge yourself there okay See, when you say it, it just makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> hey, listen here, Jack. New Jack City is a good movie. I haven't seen it. That's one of those movies I think I saw when I was way too young to see it. And yep. I haven't seen Never it since. Back. And I just, I remember being like, oh, that was awesome. No clue. It could have sucked for high no, but it's got a, that's Wesley Snipes, right? 100%. And uh, I'll add cover. to that, that it's probably one of the, First movies that I'd seen, like portions of it um, via VHS and then portions of it via TNT or something and quickly realized that uh, cable television editing was the absolute worst. But, uh, you know, I'll let people go discover that for themselves. We had a week of sports that uh, your boys very aged to get to. I have an announcement. It's a show announcement. Regarding the Thursday night football live stream presented by DraftKings. The announcement is, if you are looking for the audio, if for some reason you could not watch the stream live on Thursday at 6.30 Central, you used to be able to get it on our podcast feed. However, going forward, that will not be available. Um, We made an in-house decision to keep that on YouTube. Gives you guys more incentive to go subscribe to our YouTube page, which is Randy. YouTube.com slash too much dip or too much dip podcast. I'm not sure. One of the two. Just <laughs> too much dip. There's our guy. Just too much dip. Just too much dip. So go do that. Um, 
we've had some great guests. We had Dan, Philly Dan, Delco Dan on last week. A couple weeks before, we had Brent Rooker, noted MLB All-Star. Go check it out. Go watch it. It's more of a visual thing anyway. So I highly recommend. Please go subscribe. Um, no stream this week, but next week we will be back with a live stream and a guest who will surely blow your little pants off. Oh, a big game too. Uh, Bengals Ravens. I think the Bengals have figured it out, guys. More on that later. Slow starters. Those those uh, Joe Burrow led. Bengals. That's right, man. People were beginning to wonder. Um, what else? Uh, go subscribe to our social media pages. That's a really outdated way of saying it. Go check us out on Instagram and Twitter is what I'm trying to tell you. Add us on the Grom. You could subscribe to it, but yeah, add us on the Grom. Add us on Twitter. Uh, too Much Dip Pod, Too Much Dip Podcast. Check it out. Got some good stuff going there. Um, Man, I can't get past the Mario Van Peebles thing. Now that I just looked up like what Mario Van Peebles looked like in the early '90s, he does. You guys both have a very, very striking jawline, Dylan. Oh, thank you. I, I do appreciate that. Uh, again, I don't feel like myself. I don't recognize the man staring back at me in the mirror. But it's only been uh, it's been about one. No, it's been about two days now. So I'm still getting used to it. I have days like that, you know. Days just, like these, man. You look in the mirror and you're like, who am I? How did I get here? Every every morning, Dave. You may find yourself, you know, living in a shotgun shack. You don't know. It looks good, though. Did you shave at Post Cowboys last night, like in a fit of anger? I did it Saturday when I got home from the Texas-Kansas State game. Mm. I wanted to do it before, but I didn't want to go face all those people with a fresh face. It would have been too shocking for everyone in the stadium, so I, I, I waited until I got home. They put you on the big screen. So I can just live with it by myself for a little bit. And like, ah, oh, man, okay. This is this is what I'm working with underneath all that really bad facial hair. They toss you up and it starts distracting the players. People start throwing up everywhere. Malik's like, who <laughs> is that, that Dylan? Is that Dorn? Can't recognize him. The fuck? He's here at the game? I figured it was uh, bullying from Hot Colin and Drew and their baby smooth faces that just kind of pressured you into it. Those guys, man. They do have baby smooth faces. That was that was quite the crew down there, just absolutely <laughs> chopping it up. That's all I had to say about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I was waiting on David to see if he had any uh, strong thoughts about the group, but you know, I'll agree. I, great looking fellas, and and well. Uh, you know, the group. It's a great group. One day I'll get the invite to hang out with that group. <laughs> Until then, I don't either. You know, whatever. They just happened to be sitting in the same section I was in, so I went down to say hi. That was it. Those seats, man. You had good seats too. I had great seats. I was uh forty rows up. It was cool that line. you didn't have to sit front row because you know your son wasn't with you. Right. I, I wouldn't be able to tell him. Yeah. To crush. <laughs> no, he'd be very bummed. Yeah. Uh, KJ, what'd you do this weekend? Okay, uh, this weekend in Mad City here, um, it was an electric weekend of uh, a lot of nothing. An absolute mm. just banger of, uh, you know, hitting all the highlights. Parks, um, you know, straightening up the house, getting ready for all the holiday season. Uh, in all seriousness, it was a... Well deserved, well needed, like weekend of like okay before winter actually hits. What shit do I actually need to do? Mm-hmm. Turn off the water for the outside of the house. Do all those little things. Um, make sure kids have gloves. All those sorts of things. The stuff you don't really consider. 
um, when you don't have real seasons in Texas, uh, had to check a lot of those things off the list. So as boring as it is, um, it is certainly one of those things that at the end of the week and you're like, hmm, I feel uh, pretty square away. feel pretty, pretty, you know, ready for whatever, you know, happens the next two months weather-wise. So lame, whatever, but uh, that's the highlight. Yeah. Um, I guess I never really thought about all the stuff you have to do in preparation for what will undoubtedly be a, a bad winter. I feel like most of them are bad there. A cold winter, not bad. Bad. No, no bad weather. Okay. No bad clothes. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah, I uh, I had to uh, break down some boxes over the weekend, which is um, <laughs> open the door. And I, I, I just, they, they pile up and they start to blend in so you don't notice them. And then one day you open that door and there's like 35 boxes because, um, you know, baby clothes, upcoming baby clothes, stuff for roads. And then there's like, of course, the one giant TV box that I'm just like dreading. And I, uh, I still have yet to break that one down. But, um, yeah, that, that's, uh, I can respect a guy who does some stuff around the house on the weekend. You know, this guy. Am I, uh, I don't know, is, I've seen the millennial memes on it, but like after the nightmare of moving from Texas to Wisconsin, having my TV, like leaned on like a candy bar, some movers put it on its edge and like bent the shit out of and broke it. I've just stored away the box for the TV that replaced that one for whatever next move comes in the future. Like, you know, in my situation, that's like known to be within the next six months, but I don't think I'm going to be getting rid of a TV box. If I have the storage room anytime Dude, soon, talk to this guy, talk to Dylan about <clears throat> a TV move. Yeah. I, I've lost uh, two televisions over the past uh, two years. One of them, I just flat out dropped trying to hang on the wall. Second one, uh, it, it happened during the move. I have no idea how it happened or who was handling it when it did happen. But yeah, a box, if, if you have the room for it, probably not a bad idea to hang on to it. That is as that is the best way for it to travel. But the movers, they wrapped in a blanket, they did the whole thing. I, I, I still have no idea how it happened. Yeah, and I don't want to keep going back to this, but you didn't hire the hunks. I know, that's where I messed up. <laughs> so it's like... Glaring lack of hunk blood on my couch and a broken yeah. TV. So there was no hunk blood, to my knowledge. Look, if there's not hunk blood, there, there was no work being done. No. That's how you know. It's worth every penny. Yeah. Every penny. You know what's worth every penny? It's our good friends at Nutrafol. Ooh. Yes. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement Clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Dylan, you shaved your face, but I feel like when you did that, it's really showcasing the visible scalp coverage that you've got over the last couple of years. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I have a, a lid on it now where I'd, I'd show you the lettuce. But uh, yeah, I've been taking Nutrafol routinely for ooh, two years now. Mm -hmm. I've seen a noticeable difference um, in the thickness of my hair. And uh, Low-key also just feel a little bit better as well. It uh, has other benefits besides the, the hair growth. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning such as stress, 
hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. And most importantly, it works. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code BANG. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter promo code BANG. Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code BANG. Um, I did watch some in-season tourney. I don't know about you guys, but my Friday night was pretty much centered around this in-season tourney. Did it feel any different than watching like a regular season NBA basketball game? It did because the courts were all fucking crazy-like. <laughs> they need to get rid of that shit, man. You don't like the, the bit court? It's very unpleasing to the eye. <sighs> It looks it's like, it's like some Nickelodeon the, shit. It did look like some Nickelodeon shit. That's a great way to put it. Thank you. The announcers had the audacity to try to compare the consistent like NCAA courts when you're watching March Madness and it's like the black trim and like light blue letters will say Nashville or it'll say Rutgers or wherever the game is being played at. So at a glance, you kind of know what part of the bracket you're looking at. They compared those two things to what was by far something that should have remained a suggested example in PDF form in an email chain. That should have not gotten to a yes to the point of production. And when it was installed, somebody should have walked out of there and out there and said, no, start over. Just no, pull this shit up. Go back. <laughs> it was atrocious I, what game did you see first I, the like only which color court did you see first the only game i watched start to finish it, it was mavs nuggets mavs were in denver um their only loss of the season um i maybe some people are saying like the pressure of the tournament maybe got to the mavs like just not, kind of knowing you're you're a part of something greater than yourself um i, I would be cool with a uniform new court you see what I'm saying? To where every playoff, yeah. that's that's going to be the court. Maybe that's what you were you were getting to, mm -hmm. like. And if it's got some wacky bits in it, okay. But the the yellow and blue that the Nuggets rolled out, it 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 was distracting. It was distracting, and I thought I would get used to it, and I really never did. Yeah, they're really bad. The experience I had, I left one thing off of what I did this weekend. Um, I went to local brew house uh, for dinner Thursday night and very shocked and happy to see that around the bar, every single TV was on local high school volleyball. Like it was first or second round of playoffs, but that's what was being shown during Thursday night football, which initially I was like, Oh, well it's Thursday night football. It's on prime. Some bars don't have that. You're not going to show some spare college game, whatever. No, they're showing high school volleyball. Red and blue courts. I was like, that's kind of weird. Took a picture. The next night, I saw Chicago's court. Looks like Eastern Washington's football field. Blood red everywhere. To the point where you can't see the three-point line. You can hardly see half of the players' like numbers at a glance. And I did a disservice to myself by watching the uh, uh, red zone equivalent crunch time on uh, NBA TV. 
And I don't know if you've watched this recently or checked it out Friday, but the guy running it, they did a considerable, like they did a valiant effort. They tried hard, but the guy apparently was told at every end of every segment, he had to do like a Micah Weiner esque. It's crunch time. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Every single segment ended that way. Not just like when it got to the witching hour, like everything ended that way. So I had one blood red court and then not the nuggets one. It was uh, the warriors, like the like slate blue court or something going on. The worst thing I've ever seen. And this is from somebody who loves like tricked out, like uniform approaches. This yeah. Is I'm not, a, I'm not against trying this. I, I applaud the NBA for trying something new, but um the tournament, I, you mean? The tournament as a whole, the court thing, uh, you know, I, I'm assuming they're going to stick with it for the year, but um, I doubt that that's back next year. Um, even the KJ sent a link earlier, like the players are very unfamiliar with what the stakes are here. Even though there is a financial re- reward, should your team get to, you know, make it through the the knockout round, like you could be compensated, whatever. It is very confusing because um, then, like, uh, it's like, oh, yeah, Mavs, man, it's tough. They lost. And then, like, the, the day after next, they just have a regular game, and I guess they've got another game Friday. It's – it's uh, the only thing I can tell you is if you just look at the schedule and if there's a little trophy next to the game, that's an in-season playoff game, uh, in-season tourney game. I have to say a point – a great point was raised. Why didn't they name it something? Why is it just NBA in-season tournament? Uh, probably because they want to be associated with these damn courts. And uh, do y'all remember, or do you did you see what the name of the trophy is? What is the trophy? The NBA Cup. That's good. Who came up with that? <laughs> Question. God so the in season tournament, <laughs> it's not like a three day tournament and it's done. Like it goes, it goes on. Like it's intermittent. Correct. Okay. Friday through. I think Christmas because there is a stop down around Christmas. Maybe they still protected like what is a very valuable asset to the NBA, like Christmas day games being a big deal. I think maybe like the 21st through the 23rd or something like that, or 20th through 23rd, there's a break in all of the NBA schedule where they do a semifinal game and a championship game for the in season tournament. So there is a, a break where all the other teams will get some time off, but that's when it's going to feel like you're getting a tourney. Everything else playing up to it is going to feel really disjointed until players care about being involved in that or having days off. I don't know. It's going to be really funny to see when like this thing's over and somebody wins it, like the uh, reactions, like, (laughs) like who's going to like play into it as if they just did something like remarkable. They're going to cut the nets down. You got to think there could be some net cutting. Yes. But like if Jokic. That would be great. They need to do some kind of bit. Especially, you know, when you're hoisting the NBA Cup. I think champagne's the only answer. And you should do champagne after the semis in the NBA Cup and in the play in like championship game. Uh, now, Now I'm on board. I hope. I hope the Mavs just do it after every like random pool play game. Like they win, they just they go in there and it's like full on goggles. Just follow, <laughs> follow the Rangers lead, Creed blaring. Why not? Yeah, these these guys. I don't think they they care. 
at all about this. The one thing I will say is it was likely just a coincidence and the NBA, you know, is that good when, when the players are, are interested. I would say aside from the Mavericks nuggets, the games were all very close. I yeah. watched the end of a Chicago Bulls game because it was, you know, very exciting. The Warriors game was very exciting, which, you know, people watch Warriors. Um, and I think tonight you've got another slate. I don't know if they're all in-season tournament games, but the NBA was very proud to say you've got like Wemby, Seth Curry, Luka, and the fourth one. Oh, LeBron. I was going to say the fourth one's escaping me. But like they were like, all of our stars are playing Monday night, like tune in. So this is earlier in the season than I've ever cared to talk about the NBA. So mission accomplished, there I guess. There you go. Good point. Yeah. Good job. Um, we should probably just uh, talk about the National Football League while we're here. Um, bum, 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 bum. I guess the big game yesterday, there was a couple big games. Um, you had Cowboys-Eagles. You also had Bills-Bengals. Yep. Dolphins-Chiefs. Um, Dolphins-Chiefs in Germany. Man, that doesn't... I, I can't tell you how much I hated that journey. I, because I'm still like, at that point in the morning, I'm still uh, like that's that's prime bluey time, so I'm not getting to watch that on TV. So I'm like trying to pay attention to my son, but I'm also trying to follow what is on paper a very very big and important matchup between two contenders on my phone, while trying to also be a good dad. And you, you know, like my son even called me out. He's like. Dad, I think at one point he said, Dad, talk to me. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> Just trying to – I got a sports show. At you, but we do a sports show. Did you son. see all the, the germs singing along to John Denver? No, that's that's very cool, though. Yeah, Take Me Home, Country Roads. They, mm. they played it over the loudspeaker, and everyone joined in. I don't know if they had the words up on a screen somewhere, but everyone was singing along and knew the words. Is he still pretty big over there? I, I don't know. I don't know if John Denver plays in, in Munich, mm. Berlin. Well, noted uh, home country of David Hasselhoff and uh, how much of, uh, like, I don't know if you can call them, like, Yacht Rock anthems or whatever. Like, he's all into the singing cheesy songs, and, and I think Dirk has that affinity too. I think it's just a German thing where they've got, like, some randy, random 80s, 90s songs that they just won't let go of. If you release a song and uh people who don't speak your language know the words you've done something there that's pretty freaking cool so hat tip john denver fred on good sir he's been dead for many years yeah he's not he's not going to hear this you could still tip your cap to him yeah of course like towards the heavens fred unless on. you think he might not be there fred on sir you think john denver's in heaven i do yeah sure sure kj what about you totally <laughs> Um, um, let's get mad at Dak. No, no, Dak. I'm in too many really group texts. Well. I'm in too many group texts who want to talk football, and I'm I'm about to retire from from group texts. I've been really down on Dak this season. I wasn't down on him yesterday. He played a good ball game. He made he made a, a couple of boneheaded. Uh, he took some sacks that you just absolutely cannot take. He's really good at taking a twelve yard sack. 10 yards. People, people on the, all right, we're just going to jump right to the, the final drive, um, in which they had a first and five from the six, I believe. Uh, 
people were like, that was immediately what my group text like, dude, throw the ball away. He's in the pocket. And like, I don't know what people like grounding is a very real thing. I saw like sports, smart sports people, um, on my, on my timeline pointing that out. Like you can't like, here's those receivers. Here are the DBs covering those receivers. He would have to throw a very high risk pass to throw it away or risk, um, you know, risk interception or also risk a grounding call, which would have effectively ended the game. Not from that close to the end zone though. You but, can, it's, that's the easiest part of the field to throw it away. And guys, I mean, throw it through the end zone in the vicinity of anyone, basically, and, and it works. Can you throw it out the back of the end zone from inside the pocket? Of course. Okay. As Just, long as it's, you know, over the head of a receiver, like in that direction. Based on everything I've seen, I'm not going to hold the sacks against him. I'm going to hold it against the right that, tackle who's terrible. I mean, that wasn't yeah. – he took a few sacks that game. They were absolutely just drive killers that you can't take. That that's That's been my biggest problem with him this season, actually, is just taking sacks that just – are unavoidable. I mean, I'm sorry, avoidable. And they're not two or three yard sacks. They're like drive killing 10 yard sacks. And he does it so frequently. It's it's frustrating. He played a really good game though. He was sacked five times yesterday. Four of those came from the right tackle. Um, Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele, who is a guy they paid uh, coming off of knee surgery and has not been good. Um, all year he's been okay at times, but like, I the I I got really tired of defending Dak. People were like, "Oh, just that's classic Dak," and I'm like, "Yeah, man, like he was balling. He did not turn the ball over yesterday. That's probably a big reason why you see him taking more sacks because to not get into trouble, trying to throw the ball away or trying to force force something. Uh, so it could go both ways. But that being said, like you went on the road, Phillies either the best team or the second best team in the NFC. You had a good chance to beat them. They basically tried to hand you the game. You failed. Um, but, like, it's not the it's not the end of the world. Absolutely. This, I mean, you never want to lose to a division rival, obviously. But this one hurt the least of, like, in recent memory because they had it. They may have even outplayed Philadelphia throughout the game. Philadelphia is really good. It was in Philly. They had several chances to to actually win the game at the end there. They looked good. I mean, they did. It didn't turn out the right way. That that two-point conversion where Dak stepped out, that sucked. That, touch, that sucked, but... That touchdown that was called a touchdown and then was overturned because it went down to like the six-inch yard Schoonmaker. line. Schoonmaker. That's a tough break, too. Former uh, Wolverine. And this sounds like, a you know, uh, what's a... When you... Moral victory? Thank you. <laughs> sounds like a moral victory, and maybe it is. But... They, I'm pleased with the way they looked. I was, I was, I am too, and I'm wondering how much of that is because that we're, for Dylan and I, for Ranger fans, like you're coming off a World Series, so you're still kind of like whatever. Nothing can hurt me right now. But you, Philly's Philly's good. I don't think they're great. I think San Francisco's win healthy is still like really, really good and a full tier above. Um. I don't know, man. They still Philly has to come here at the end of the season, or I guess in five weeks, six weeks, whenever it is. Um, KJ, you I don't know if you watch the game, but you look like you have are taking issue with something I, we've said here. I feel that this game, if anything, like it emphasized that Phil Philly is good. Like they had some 
an absolute meltdown on that final drive. And they were able to come away with a win. Not like everything was just their doing. You know, the Cowboys had some minor um, mishaps, but uh, it was embarrassing for them to go three and out with the position the Cowboys put themselves in um, with uh, the clock at the end of the game. Um, Or I'm, I'm getting two games mixed up, I think. But with the... Game deciding plays being that touchdown and the two point conversion. The final drive would have still been a situation where it's like Cowboys have to get in field goal position. And it was defensive penalties that essentially like got them there and defensive like blown coverages and injuries that got them there. Like everything that could go wrong until those sacks went Mm -hmm. wrong for the Eagles and they held on. I think that, the Cowboys played much better than they did at San Francisco, who I think San Francisco in current state has more question marks for me than the Eagles. I think the scariest thing about it is like if the Cowboys had won at San Francisco, people would be unquestionably more forgiving about this game than I think they are right now. They didn't. They got embarrassed. The Cowboys dropped this game, even as hard as close of a game that it was. You're still now at best splitting with the Eagles and one game behind the Niners when it comes to having a shot at the bye, you only get one bye in the playoffs, having a shot at home field advantage over one of those other two teams. Um, if one is to take the bye and you're to, you know, I guess with the Eagles, you couldn't be tied because it would be a conference uh, or division champion situation, but like, it's going to matter. Um, I, I, I just feel like that's one of those where, they showed that they had the weapons. Tolbert showed up. Schoonmaker made a play. Ferguson has like developed into a competent athlete. Like not, I shouldn't say competent athlete, but like a usable uh, tool, which wasn't the case early in the season. Like they had so many promising signs, and they didn't come away with a win. That would worry me. Like everything went right, and they f- came up short. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I don't I my biggest issue with that is is offensive line and they really don't have a consistent running attack and but to be fair Philly's Philly's uh, run defense is if not the best one of the best in the league but that being said it's like Dak had to like throw 49 passes or something didn't didn't even get close to throwing a pick um I don't know man it's just a weird it's a Eagles weird game get very yeah like, I think they're middle of the league when it came to, like, man coverage going into this. And they came out in man coverage. And there were all kinds of quotes about the final drive where they had players running on the field not knowing the play. And so they said, get back. Like, I don't understand how you're the Eagles and you have those kind of mishaps. They've got to get that straight. If I was an Eagles fan, I'd be just as pissed off about this win as I would be as a Cowboys fan with the loss. Yeah, Um I don't know. If you look at the next few games, I guess Philly's got a bye, but then they've got they've got the Chiefs, they've got the Bills, they've got a pretty tough schedule. Um, Cowboys have Washington, the Giants, Daniel Jones tours ACL, <laughs> something I completely missed until this morning. Um, not that that would have mattered that much, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just one of those games where I'm like defending Dak, and then I'm like, man, yeah, I'm looking at other stuff, and I don't I don't know how to feel, and I'm like, man, am I being too much of a homer? Like being like a little bit pleased with how the offense looked as a whole. Um, but then they, they lose in the most Cowboys way possible. 
like ending up with the like where do they get backed up to like the 25 the 30 something crazy mm-hmm. it's like okay like what are we doing here and then they get the ball to cd on like the five and there's nobody i don't know what that play was if they thought that they were gonna, like somebody's got to be there for a potential lateral theory that's that's where you're throwing it. I didn't hate the decision because of how the Eagles played the plays before that and that play. Like the Eagles just basically lined up at the goal line and in the end zone. And I do think there's an opportunity in some of these Hail Mary situations to like do what Dak did and throw it to somebody as a crosser, not that shallow as a crosser, but like crossing the back of the end zone or in the end zone as opposed to like the Hail Mary to one spot jump ball. or throwing it to somebody in stride while they're streaking. So they're catching it with an, an ability to like make a move laterally. CD's catching it essentially with his back to the end zone, having to turn and then try to make that move. That wasn't going to happen again without a lateral like that. That wasn't going to happen. So I don't hate that he threw it short. I just hate that he threw it to a short crosser or to, you know, somebody yeah. in a position not to be making a move. And make make no um, mistake, I'm not hating on Philly. I still think they're good. I think if San Francisco stays injury prone, which they are, like Philly is probably going back to the Super Bowl because I don't really know who outside – who who's – I mean, Detroit, Philly, uh, San Francisco, Detroit. those are your top three. I don't know. Yep. Eagles at 8-1. You've got Niners – and Seahawks tied at five and three, uh, Lions at six and two, Josh Dobbs and the Vikings at five and four, and then Saints at five and four. So, uh, Eagles also. I was, I'm sorry, Cowboys five and three as well. So I, I don't know what you want to take from it at this point, but as you said, the road ahead is a lot tougher for the Eagles after three games. They could easily be tied or in second place just based on who they're playing versus the Cowboys. Cowboys schedules going to be looked at as a joke did you see uh did you think jalen hurts like knee was absolutely just destroyed when he got rolled up on like that yeah that dude uh, that's a testament to a guy who squats like 600 pounds like that guy is legitimately built different because that would have ended a number of careers yeah i th- thought he was uh probably gonna be out for at least the rest of the game he came right back in yeah that dude's a beast he is He's- and he takes you'd like to look back upon and I know. I think I've been pretty fair throughout this whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's uh he's actually pretty good. Turns out, <laughs> pretty good. Uh, I do want to spend a brief moment on the Houston Texans. Yes, I watched a lot of this and game. how it reflects on a loss that I was very sad about to the Texans as a Jags fan early on. C.J. Stroud's incredible to watch. Um, yeah. Not that surprised about Tank Dell, receiver out of Houston. Um, last year, Houston and SMU played in that 71 to 69 game, and Tank Dell had like 260 yards. Like the guy was an automatic, you know, touchdown every time he touched it. Whatever. Um, it's just really interesting to see a team that nobody had any expectations of, you know, me included, have two rookies that can produce at that point 470 yards and five touchdowns it's not like the 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 bucks are like elite but todd bowles is not an idiot they've got some injuries they're not a great defense but they've got some names um so that was fun to see and i mean this all as a uh, jags fan and as a fantasy football owner cj strauss so thank you not not just the numbers that were super impressive but the the last drive was like 
clutch yes. on top of just being like really efficient, really good with the ball. Unbelievable game and all that from a rookie. I did not see that coming at all from him this season. He's been good all season, but that game was unbelievable. Yeah. Dave, I, did you see the kicker? I did. I did. I did not see how their kicker got hurt or what happened there, but I did see the uh, uh, the guy whose name escapes me uh, kicking. Dare Agun Boale. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably mispronounced that, but uh, as he is a University of Wisconsin alum, I should have probably had that down. I did discover right before we started recording, he is the brother of Enrique uh, Ogunbowale, who's a WNBA star and a Dallas wing. Right. Noted top player, top paid player in the WNBA. Athletic family, it turns Surprised out. Surprised you didn't know that, Dylan. Uh, I, well, <laughs> the two of us learned enough. it about 40 minutes ago. <laughs> fair enough, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so their punter is not available to do that. Like I, I guess that's classic dumb guy thinking uh, the punter would just step in. You know they do the kicking thing as well. With their who's going to hold? I guess is the the issue. Do they have good point? Is there like is it predetermined? Like okay, who's our emergency kicker? Or is it just like okay, who can kick? It's got to be game. Like who who can who can make a field goal for us? And like that dude's like I, I can't. <laughs> Surely they have like an emergency option. Next man up. Yeah. Next foot up. I remember uh, Ocho Cinco. sheet on the locker room as they go into half, and they're like, hey, just in case, can somebody put their name down? Ocho Cinco used to, he had a, a couple extra points in his day, I remember. Yeah, he's a footy guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. I forgot about that. No, that's, that. hey, look, that's that's cool. Anytime you can get that that action, and then you're, usually that's not a good sign, but uh, when you do that and your team still wins, that's, that's pretty cool. It's a cool trick to have. That was a go-ahead field goal, too. Yeah, it was an important three points. Yeah. Like a kickoff that went to the 10 at first, which, you know, nothing to be shamed, ashamed about. And then next uh, kickoff he had went out the back of the end zone. That's the part where I was confused. Like, can't your punter do kickoffs? Um, field goals, I can understand. Like, if you've got a backup quarterback, you're not confident about the hold. A lot of coaches probably would have just said, go for two. But clearly, D'Amico Ryan's rookie coach knew what the hell you know, to do here. Just I love that up. dude. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of CJ Stroud. Dude. Yeah, he's, Texans. He's uh, a baller. Texans fans have something to be happy about, to look forward to. Yeah, it's exciting. I did not because re- I texted with my Houston friends. I was like, "Well, where are y'all at on this? Like, are y'all in like kind of like all right, let's let's win now, or is it kind of like let's not win so many games, go get our you know get a better pick? But they don't have their pick." Um, I which I completely forgot about per the uh Will Anderson trade, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong there. Football guy here. Oh, KJ. Uh-oh. KJ was so disgusted with what I said, he's just gone. Dropped. He's out of here, man. Yeah, I think it was part of that Will Anderson Jr. trade. Final thoughts on the uh NFL, anybody? No. Doesn't sound like we've got any. Bengals looking strong. strong. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what's looking strong. My bank account. Why? Oh, good for you. Well, it helps that I've got my good friends at Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. Like that Stars app just to watch one show or that free gaming trial you never actually used. Uh, 
I've been play, paying for a uh, live service, a video game service that we might have all used uh, very, very frequently during the pandemic that I haven't used in a while. Hopped onto Rocket Money and saw that I was still paying for it. And uh, I was kind of embarrassed. I was embarrassed to see that I'd been paying for that all this time and not using it at all. Well, what if I told you you're one of over 3 million people who have saved at least 700 or around $720 a year by using Rocket Money? So you're not alone, Dave. That makes me feel a lot better. We're about almost it. all guilty of this. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And for any you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash bang. That's rocketmoney.com slash bang. Rocketmoney.com slash bang. So we didn't get to talk World Series outside of the live stream. And uh, we've talked about it plenty. We talked about it on Circling Back. We did talk about it a little bit with Dan on Thursday. Again, you can check that audio out on YouTube. I do want to talk about the parade. As the parade did happen um, on Friday in KJ's hometown of Arlington, Texas. And I just want to get his thoughts because – it looked like it went through like his old stomping grounds, like areas of the town where like he just kind of dominated, like his old haunts. KJ, what were your <laughs> thoughts? Um, I am just so pleased that the world got a chance to observe Truck Month in Arlington, Texas, something we take very seriously. Uh, a little disappointed that uh, it was Truck Month presented by Toyota and not GM as uh, – GM has had a auto assembly plant in Arlington for four decades. It was just everything I would imagine it would be. Half a million people show up to a town that has a city that has no public transportation to watch no buses. <laughs> like it was so perfect. Um, at the end of the day, it was, it was moving uh, to see as like a, Arlington native. And it was a weird sentiment that I kept trying to explain um, to, to the woman that also pays bills in this house. Uh, like, I don't know that I would have gone through the emotions of seeing this event happen. And my first thought was like, about who else am I happy for? Like if the Mavs win, I'm not going to be excited for Dave or somebody else who's a Mavericks fan. A, because they've won recently, and B, because like, I consider myself a Mavs fan as well. I don't think that's as unique. I don't even know if I'd feel that way about a Cowboys win, mostly because of the fan base and because they've had success. But for the Rangers, like my while. immediate thought was like, man, this is special for all these Rangers fans and people who have not suffered, had to watch this team be terrible for decades. So it was, it was a good experience. Yeah, I was uh, I was experiencing some FOMO that I didn't drive up for it. I had a couple friends who went, Flounder included. And then I watched it, and I was like, dude, this is cool. <laughs> this is cool. Not the actual parade part, because that was just weird. It's just parking lots all leading up to the stadium. But the stuff when they finally got everybody up there on the platform, and the, that was cool. And that, the crowd showed out. I was fine watching the majority of it uh, at home. Who was your MVP? 
A lot of people want to go. Lowe? A lot of people want to go. Corey Seager. I'm going to go Nate Lowe. What did, what did Seags do? Friend of a friend of the show. Uh, Seager had the um, the line. He had the, uh, oh, the yes. Bregman line, uh, which is actually a <clears throat> Kanye West line. Um, a lot of people forget about that. I wonder what percentage of of people realize that what he was doing there was a reference to uh, a Kanye award show um, line. Anyway, not important. Only real ones. Only real ones. Um, but yeah, Nate Lowe. Nate Lowe only because like before the parade, you're like, if there's going to be one guy who kind of goes wild ass, who's it going to be? I think most people would have said Nate Lowe or Scherzer. But Scherzer had his family there and like his little girls. So, you know, he kind of had to play it straight. Nate Lowe was just pounding beers, ripping his shirt off. I don't know if you saw the video. Surely you've seen the video with somebody from the crowd tossing him a beer. Somebody from the same crowd tossing him one at an extremely high velocity that smoked that truck. I don't know if you noticed that. Could have gone south real quick. Uh, but it was Nate Lowe. It was Nate Lowe. The Corey Seager moment. It was it was cool because it was Corey Seager, a guy who doesn't really talk to the media much. And when he does, he tends to be the most the most generic uh, athlete guy. Yeah, you can tell when he delivered that line to microphone. He he didn't he didn't say it with his chest. Like he's he's a little a little shy. Shy is probably not the word. He but. did like the little kid thing where like you say something and you kind of duck yeah, off like, oh like, my God, I just did yeah, that. He did, and you he like feel super comfortable. Doing you that run off to the boys and like just kind of hide amongst them. He hits piss missiles though. He really does. Yeah. Yeah, he absolutely <laughs> does. Um, KJ, do you know anybody who went? A handful of people. Um, before I'd even tuned in because it's not, it wasn't dominating local television coverage up here. Surprise. Um, we were more focused on Craig Council leaving the Brewers to take, uh, at that point, didn't know where it was going to go, the, the Cubs job. But um, seeing text roll in and photos roll in, complaining about the trucks, complaining about the setup, and then some, like, differing opinions of, like, okay, can you acquire beverages anywhere, any of those things? Like, people were complaining <coughs> about random things. And then I see it on TV and how it was laid out. And I'm like, yeah, there's no way you're setting up a festival <coughs> like around a, a circular situation like they did. It should have just been kind of one linear parade and <coughs> knocked it all out. But, you know, at least you had good weather. Weather looked great. Worse. Weather looked great. Um, we don't need to run back the, uh, we don't need to run back World Series talk right now. People know. Um, I, I will hit you with this quick question because I was trying to figure out, okay, well, who would have so the guess, default assumption been? Like, who would have, um, like, who was youngest is where my brain was going. Like, who would you expect the most partying to be out of? Like, Josh Young, I guess, sh should have been on our list given his uh, Texas, Tech. Texas Tech roots and yeah. being 25. Nate Lowe's 28. I think there's Two years a younger than Natalie's. Yeah, there's a big religious element too um, on the team. Like Evan Carter, like 21, 22, a very religious guy. Oh yeah, obviously Evan Carter, young as hell too. Yeah, yeah, there there is a lot of that. So I, you know, hey, good good for them. Would have loved for them to do. I was trying to think like, could they pull off a a, a Dallas parade and then a Fort Worth parade, or is that just a really silly idea? Um, you can only have one parade. Why right? would you? I don't know, because if you do it in Dallas, the people in Fort Worth are going to get mad. It's Arlington's like right in between. It almost makes more sense to do Fort Worth. Fort Worth's got a better downtown no. anyway. 
now. Okay. Yeah, there's, but those teams don't like the Cowboys exist in Arlington for game day. Every other day of the week there, they exist in Frisco. It used to be a different community in the area and it used to even be Dallas. So like you can understand how multiple places could claim the Cowboys. And I assume a Cowboys parade would happen. Where? Well, well luckily, Frisco? The, luckily we don't have to worry about that. You know, right. But still like hypothetically, like, I guess it's Frisco for that's you're right. They would probably do that. There's probably something written into a contract somewhere, development of the star that any victory parade will be in Frisco. That's or a fair part just because of size, but like Arlington, I mean, the Rangers have only been Arlington is my point. Like there's, it, it wouldn't have made sense for them to leave uh, their place and come back. Fair. Uh, and I apologize. I, w- I was just vamping there because I pulled up a window and I couldn't tell if Dylan was back or not. So, Oh, bad. no. No, he's back. I'm back, baby. That was – sorry. That was rough. I didn't want to cough my way through the rest of the episode, so I had to step away for a moment. Excuse me. Um, Did you guys see Ryan Day's brothers now getting dragged into this sign-stealing thing? I, I love I love what's going on up there. It's really fun to watch it from afar, isn't it? Not having, yeah, not having uh, any stake in the game. It's it's fun to watch. Uh, I don't know how. I still don't know how serious this this situation is, but it doesn't seem like it should be all that bad to me. But it seems like it it could be some uh, pretty hefty penalties handed out. Yeah, uh, forgive me here, as now I'm uh, encountering some technical difficulties because you know why why wouldn't I have this? Um, <laughs> Turns out the New York Post, a lot of pop-ups freezing my my ish here. No, well, I think it's bad, but like it's now it's now kind of uh leaked into Ohio State because the claim is that Ohio State has led this investigation and uh, that Ryan Day's brother, who is a private investigator uh, in New Hampshire, his little firm is that Vertigo. His, I'm sorry. He's not a PGA golfer jason day uh, it's a jason a jason day, day vertigo yes. reference he, yes he does have vertigo <laughs> how do you know that <laughs> i don't know i don't know how i know anything man sorry it was so not worth it jason so day, jason day ryan day needing this uh investigation that is that is relevant Go so ahead. ryan ryan day was asked about this and instead of you know if it wasn't true he was like there's no truth to that let's move on he said no comment which you know, adds a little fuel to the fire here. It seems like there is something to it. So you're probably wondering, well, why does it matter who kicked, you know, who initiated this investigation, blah, blah, blah. Well, the claim is, claim in quotes, that there is some hacking going on. Hacking of Michigan's, <clears throat> yeah, of uh, Connor Stallions, which every time I say it, I have to think about it because it just doesn't seem like a real person's name. Yeah. But it is. Um, he resigned, by the way. If there's some hacking involved, and there's this is this is gonna get pretty juicy, and there's gonna be a little bit of a fallout. This could get you. This could get you run if you're at Ohio State. What was allegedly hacked? Um, uh, I think the allegation is like his like uh, Connor Stallion's computer, files, his files, files his data, computer. okay, database, hard drives, things of that nature. Okay, you familiar with this? <laughs> they got into the cloud, cloud. or something. They they might have they might have gotten into the cloud. Okay, <clears throat> be careful with the cloud out there, guys. Don't put pictures up in there that uh, 
you might want back at some point. Uh, a lot of people learned that about, oh, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. Yeah, yeah. speaking of World Series and people I was proud for. Um, is it bad that when I think of Connor Stallions, my brain goes to uh, the guy from, David, you'll appreciate this, um, Homeland, Carrie Matheson's uh, like Brody? potentially autistic, but no, not Brody, the other one. The guy was like, apartment had nothing in it. It's kind of just the uh, Colin or Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, Quinn from Homeland. That's who I think of as Connor Stadden, Stallions. Okay. I'm not sure. Wait, what did, how did you describe him? I don't know. I don't know. The, the apartment, they, they showed his apartment. And it was completely bare. He was one of those freaks, like just a hit man. I thought it was just because, yeah, I thought he's just a, a real off-the-grid type. Exactly. He never, he never knows where he might in my head. lay his head down to sleep because he might have his next mission. Homeland was really Anyways. good for a minute there. Uh, yeah. No, it, this is this is juicy. Uh, I, I'm not dialed into all of the, like, Michigan fan, you know, big Michigan blogs that are, like, putting stuff out there. I feel like there's a lot of misinformation put out there intentionally to kind of take some of the heat off. Apparently, uh, there's a number of Big Ten coaches who want something to be done about this now. Uh, I don't think I think the NCAA came out and said nothing's going to be done this season. Like there's still due process, but it is really fun watching it from afar. I'm kind of glad it's not even Big Twelve too. I could we could just watch it and not be involved. And it adds a really fun storyline for that game. Yeah. Oh my god. Which is very soon. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think uh, you, you touched on a couple things. The other coaches in the Big Ten wanting something done now and NCAA having to follow due process. Michigan came out and said that if the decision by the Big Ten, separate than the NCAA, was to suspend Jim Harbaugh, that they would sue the Big Ten. Seems flimsy, seems like, oh, yeah, try it, we'll see you in court type thing. But it likely would, like, create an appeal situation where, like, the suspension would not be able to be enforced. It would just make it messy. Um, I think the theory behind it was that suspending Jim Harbaugh allows the team to continue playing and carrying on without punishing the whole team. If they find out next year that the team doesn't deserve to, you know, nothing was founded and they suspended or like ruled them ineligible from postseason, that would be a shit show. And if they do nothing and it's found to be true, that'll be a shit show. The fact that this is the number four revenue school in the nation I think adds a lot to the story here Follow as far as athletics revenue. Um, Ohio state being number one, mm. um, Penn state being number nine, like Michigan's one of the biggest dogs in the nation, but like, you know, I think the heat's going to be intense when it comes to selection committee time, you're going to get people who are all up in their feelings about this. And I'm going to be very salty if like it's on the cusp and they're four or five type situation. Do you think it affected their ability to uh, pull away from Purdue over the weekend? I mean, you know, we had a we had our Purdue's coach came out and said, "Yeah, they scouted us." Randy, what do you what do you think, man? I mean, this they they're is tough. they were scared. I mean, Purdue had them on the ropes pretty much all game. I, I'm I'm surprised that Michigan was able to sneak out that win. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't. I knew you were doing a bit, but I kept every time you'd send a text, I was like. 
do I need to actually go in on it, check this game? And I would check the score, and it was... It was close. It was not close. It was close. But it, <laughs> it was like a 20-point game, which by Michigan standards this year, like, is relatively Fair. close. Like, Fair. I yeah, was being right serious and like, them. Purdue's not getting blown out. And then I switched back after that, and it was a five-possession game. Yeah, Randy <laughs> sent that in the text, and I was like, oh, is that actually a game? I, yes. I went to go check the score, and it absolutely just was not a game. <laughs> I don't know what game you guys are watching. But it, lo it looked like Michigan was scared there. You're watching the game within the game. Yeah. Okay. Wait, um, did they cover? I just charge it to the game. <laughs> yeah, you really do, man. Okay. That's the thing about Dylan. Dylan stands on business. That's right. That's something we've learned. Hey, uh, <laughs> speaking of, T-State's going bowling. Just want to give a big <clears throat> shout-out to the Cats down in San Marcos. Celebrated, right? They jumped in the river. Classic Texas State. Can I, can I tell you a little fun fact about me, the Dave man? I've never jumped in that river. Have you really not? No. Not there. Not even like while going floating? Not that's that's not an entry point for floating. Yeah, not at the yeah, Soul Park. I guess it's it's like what a third or halfway through, right? Uh I have a few times. Did you do it when you Oh, you didn't graduate from there. No. Uh, but I did it just uh recreationally. Really? See, mm -hmm. nobody nobody was like really doing that when I like it. People went out there, but none of my friends were ever like, let's go at Sewell Park yeah, and just would, throw down a blanket and throw a Frisbee with I would Frisbee just Dan. drink a bunch of natties and just jump in with my uh, with my frat cruisers on. You could have taken them off. Nah, that would have been less frat. Randy, tell them, man. You didn't have the flofers, man? That would have been perfect. Nah, flofers. I had my frat cruisers on. <laughs> that was about two years later. Your boy had the flofers. I owned those. I thought it was the coolest fucking dude on the planet and some hot red. You SMU bought flofers. flofers. Well, they're you, a different brand. You were, you were the Z. one. You bought you bought something flofer you brought, related. You bought floating loafers. Let's just be clear here. One thousand percent lost them that same float trip. Uh, excuse decision. me, Fred on good sir. Hey, from our family to yours, <laughs> Fred on good sir. Yeah, we're going that was bowling. Obnoxious twenty-something okay, year old like, like that. I think right now we're slated potentially for the Boca Raton Bowl. That's sick. Yeah, I, I. It's not bad. No, I, dude. Look, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I understand what this means and what it doesn't mean. Uh, what it what it definitely does. It, what it does not mean is that I will be going to the game because I will probably have uh, a two or three week old at home. So, so daddy's not going anywhere. Aww. So, part of me kind of hopes it's not at like a destination, like a Bahamas Bowl type thing. Um, I kind of no offense to our friends in Frisco. We just talked at length about. I kind of hope it's like a Frisco bull sitch where it's like, oh, yeah, I can watch this at home and not feel bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is uh, notably on a date in which I will also be in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and they are predicted to play SMU if that does come to pass. So uh, if that happens, I've sworn off all Frisco, uh, Frisco bowl games, but I would potentially attend it if it meant like David's first hours in public after uh, becoming data too. We'll see if I can get a 24-hour window where I can go bowling. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel you, player. Dylan, uh, you went to the uh, Texas game. I did. Uh, I stand by what I said. As I, Malik is not ready. I, I saw it in the last game that I watched. Uh, he's... He's the kind of guy, quarterback, where he's obviously he's, he's got the physical tools and he can make some good throws. When confidence is soaring... He's a good quarterback. One little thing goes wrong. One little mental mistake. 
uh, and he just kind of unravels. And that happened in the second quarter, and he never got it back. So Texas got out to a nice lead. He ha he had some big throws. He had a deep ball to uh, A.D. Mitchell. It looked really good. Then he just made a couple boneheaded plays, and he's he just he's not ready. Um, I think Quinn's coming back this week or next, so I'm not too concerned about long term Malik being in the game. But uh, Texas was lucky to get out of that game with the dub. Very very lucky. Uh, just a at a block. They had a punt get blocked there uh, in the second quarter, and some just really bad turnovers. Very ugly. Ugly game from Texas midway through second quarter on, but they they found a way to pull it out. And as poorly as the Texas offense was playing in the latter half of that game, and it was pretty bad. The decision to go to go for it um, on fourth down in overtime by Kansas State really bad decision, I thought, because uh, Texas got the ball to start overtime. Did nothing with it. They had to kick a, a long field goal to get three points. Kansas State got the ball down to the six, and they went, you know, four plays and out from there. But if they had just kicked the field goal and, uh, you know, put the ball back in Malik's hands, I, I think that favored Kansas State. I, I thought they should have taken the points there. Took a hell of a, you know, fourth down stop. Yeah, I I didn't really – I took a little issue with some K-State play calling there. Yeah. At the end, and nine times out of ten, I'm gonna be like, "No, fuck yeah, go for the win. That's awesome." But I had the same thought, and I'm like, "Dude, Texas, Texas offense has done nothing." Yeah, that second down play in overtime from Kansas State, from uh, when they were like inside the ten, there, they had a guy open. Um, luckily, Tavondre Sweat, who's been playing defensive tackle, who's made himself a lot of money this year, he's been playing his ass off. He batted the ball down at the line. That would have been ball game. Yeah, and then. Uh, I think it was second down, maybe even third down. And then that last play there, we saw that happen, how that ended. Uh, he got flushed and just went down, uh, threw the ball up. Very lucky. It was a very tense environment. The, the crowd was awesome, by the way. It was a nice day in Austin. Fun game to go to, but uh, some white knuckling at the end there. Mm. <laughs> what, KJ? <laughs> what? He just, I don't know, Nothing. KJ reacted to what you said. That's a term. Yes. Yeah, it's called second base. Um, okay. Oh, my elsewhere God. in college football. <laughs> USC's finally fired their defense coordinator after giving up. Why? 50 points again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and scoring 40-plus points and losing. They lost to Washington. Washington's definitely got questions, but, I mean. USC scored on everybody. That's going to be the weird thing here. Like Lincoln Riley's offenses are doing what they need to be doing. Uh, it's not impossible, or I shouldn't say it's not impossible. It's not like normal to find offenses producing at that high a level and defenses that just shut people down left and right. It doesn't happen for Bama. It doesn't happen for Ole Miss. Like it's just kind of a byproduct of when your offense like has three and outs you know, is on the field or your defense on the field quite a bit, but still USC's defense wasn't getting it done. It was ugly. Grinch is out. I can't get past what you you just did. You tried to pull on the show. It's a family show. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, is it ever a good sign when your um, Heisman quarterback is in tears on the sideline? 
and it's not injury related. It's just like I'm, we're fucking doing this again. After, and then, he, so they they caught him crying during the game too, and then after with his family. Is that correct? Or he wasn't just, just talking about just when he jumped up with his family. He wasn't just crying. He was like convulsing, sobbing. Like sobbing. Yes. Did you, Dylan? You said that if you were an, an NFL scout, that this would affect. Um, his position on your board. I don't remember saying that. We were talking about it recently, <laughs> right before the show. Oh, Dil- yeah. Dylan's big board trade. Dylan's big board. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan doesn't take <laughs> kindly to sobbers. <laughs> <sighs> it's, I, I don't agree with that take. I know it's not Dylan's take. I, I actually have not clarify. seen that take, but you know somebody out there has that. Oh. Well, <laughs> For sure, it's been out there, but um, maybe Gil Brandt, the late the great. <laughs> that, you know, like it or not, Caleb Williams was you know seemed like he was living to cry. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. I I just probably take issue with what we saw at the Utah game emotionally from Caleb Williams at the end of the game, what we're seeing here in these big, highly leveraged games, you want somebody with more of a steady hand emotionally to be the leader of your team. I'm not saying the crying bothers me. I'm saying the like apathetic, we got this confidence that they had late in the Utah game before it was over. And then this is not like a, you weren't going to the college football playoff. You weren't going to go to the Rose bowl this didn't change anything substantial for USC in terms of the trajectory of their season. You didn't have somebody get hurt. Like not saying it didn't matter, but like, what are you crying for over here? It was, you, know, you played your butt off. This isn't a senior night. Like it, I just didn't add up. I was a bit confused. The, the, the crying stuff. I mean, again, I don't care. It's crying. It's whatever you cry, yeah. you cry. He's passionate about the game. But yeah. Like you said, I mean, it's what it's week nine. So football left to be played. You, you, you know, you didn't, like you said, you didn't lose out on the college football playoff on that game. It's just like, what? Washington's good. You lost to a good football team. It's tough, but. Facts. I don't know. Uh, two more games of note. Uh, LSU-Bama. I was the one guy to pick LSU. I thought it was, looked, looked good for a minute. Bama's low-key like the hottest team in uh, college football right now. Yeah. I'm glad Texas caught them early. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was uh, that was impressive. I didn't see it going that way. I'm standing by my point of uh, this is like the least hyped, highly ranked U.S. or no U.S. LSU Bama game that we've had in quite a while. It delivered. It was exciting to watch, but it did not move the needle for me of games to watch that day, even though it was, you know, we talked about on Thursday, like a bunch of big games. Bedlam took that slate for me. So they're both 2.30, right? Am I getting that wrong? No, LSU-Bama was uh, that night, I believe. Um, oh, then I'm, I'm completely uh, wrong there. I don't know what the hell Washington, I was watching. Instead, Washington but. USC was uh, yes, on up no, against that's it. What it was. And that's what I was okay. tuned into. Um but no, Bedlam was inexplicably a, a two thirty uh, Dennis time uh, kickoff, and gotta say, good game, really good game. Shout out to the Pokes. You 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 took down the goalpost, and you 
and you threw it in the water. That's big for them, man. That's the last time those two teams are going to play for the foreseeable future. Like, that's scoreboard. That is, that's major scoreboard. A team that has owned you in the, uh, in that, they, they've, I mean, the, it's a rivalry, but it's incredibly lopsided, right? Yeah. So that is cool. Yeah. That is, that is cool. And Oklahoma State's got dudes, man. Ollie Gordon. Yeah. He's for real. He is for real. Um, Dylan Gabriel, uh, wasn't great. Wasn't great. I don't know what. Fourth, oh, 47 year old Alan Bowman. Yeah. Oh, you since playing Texas uh, has just really just kind of fallen apart. You guys uh, effectively ended their season. How does that feel? <laughs> we did. What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> yeah. You guys gave them the false confidence. Yeah. And then they kind of like sat back, like, well, we can just fucking they, sleepwalk it's through like, conference. It's like they won that game. Yeah. It's like they won that game. Like, all right, the rest of this is gonna be caked. They got they got tattoos to there commemorate the, the win and everything. <laughs> and then uh That's a tough look. Struggled against Houston, I believe, lost to Kansas, and then lost to lost Bedlam. Yeah. They're pretty much out of the conference championship uh, consideration at this point. Okay, tell Brick off the top of your head, can you tell me? I know Texas is in the driver's seat, but is it Texas Okie State right now? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Followed right. by uh, Kansas and then Oklahoma. But in conference, both Kansas and Oklahoma have two losses. Yeah. Texas. So uh, they aren't a uh, – and they don't play each other. I should add yeah. that. Texas is through with the uh, difficult part of their schedule. Anything can happen. Take nothing for granted. But they have TCU, Iowa State, and Texas Tech to finish the regular season. Oh, man. Okay. Oklahoma On State. paper – at the Dan Registers in Orlando, at Houston, and at the Mormons uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's looking like Oklahoma State, Texas, looking that way. I'm not saying it's going to be that way. Y'all chill out. <laughs> Why'd you sound like Travis Kelsey right there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just, just emphasizing recency bias. David, you were pointing out how much of a, or I guess maybe Dylan, you were pointing out how dominant Oklahoma's been in this rivalry. I'm like, man, I feel like OK State's won some. Yeah, they won this year. They won in 01. They won in 2014. But they are uh, 91 wins in favor of Oklahoma, 20 for Oklahoma yeah, State. That's so very lopsided. This is definitely a uh, career yeah. extender for Mike Gundy. Yeah. Because you know, he could have easily gotten embarrassed here and all that, you know, good faith that he won after beating K State, Kansas, West Virginia, and Cincinnati would have meant nothing. Yeah. And still been out the door. True. But when he does go out the door, he'll have a show in, on Newsmax waiting for him. That's not completely fair. The OAN shirt. OAN. I don't even know. Not fair. One shirt. One time. One time. <laughs> Just a shirt, dude. All right, let's run it back. Let's run it back. The segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. KJ, the gut crusher, Ellis. Jesus, dude. On the mic. Randy will still jack, but will simply edge during the month of November. That's Come big. on. Dave broke down some boxes over the weekend. Not dirty. Corey Seager just hits piss missiles. Jason Day has vertigo. Be careful with the cloud, guys. Michigan <laughs> was lucky to pull away from Purdue over the weekend. Dylan stands on business. And finally, KJ tried to horn up this family program once again. And that concludes Run It Back. I don't know if that looks right. I did it left-handed for some reason. I felt like I was putting up the wolf pack over here. There we go. There you go. Did you, up. Hey, did you like the photo of uh, CD and Jalen Hurts throwing horns down after the game yesterday? Uh, did, did they really? You just get past it. God. Come on. 
<laughs> okay. It's just like like that's their official like. It's a weird deal. Oh, you it? sign. It's a weird deal. Shout out T man. Guess it's not cool to do real, like real a- quick before we depart. And I'm sorry I didn't bring this up last in the last segment. We mentioned this on Thursday, so people might not have heard it. Go to YouTube and hear it. But it's a tremendous point. If you're Brent Yormack or the Big Twelve, you know remaining members, you got one of the two down. You are rooting for TCU, Texas Tech, or yeah. Iowa State so that you have a Big 12 championship with members that will actually be there next year. That's a tremendous point. I think Dylan or um, Dan made it on Thursday. Hadn't considered it, but now I'm interested. Well, yeah, something to keep an eye on. I've got a, I've got a friend, a Texas fan, who is very, very dialed in, and he's, not normal, he's normally not like officials guy. But he is keeping he's keeping tabs, and apparently this is a thing via Horn Sports on the uh, amount of calls uh, going Texas's way and a, the calls going the other team's way. Apparently, the discrepancy, if you believe this, what he's saying, um, is there. So I'm just saying, be careful, um, be careful these last three games, uh, especially that final one. Uh, I don't know. There yeah. could be there could be some uh, tomfoolery around. There's a pretty blatant one against Xavier Worthy that wasn't called. Yeah, that was deep, noted as well on a deep ball. Yeah, I will, you know it's whatever. It's, it's whatever. whatever. Yeah, sorry for the bonus sports with the boys there, but uh, that's okay. No, I went into my head. No, that's okay. All right. Well, we'll see you later. Bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.